0: Welcome to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett and Robbie Sabo. Welcome back to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett and pinch Jets fans right now because they are three and two after a thrashing of the Miami Dolphins. Can you believe it, number 80? I know you were there because I saw you from way above before the game getting introduced. I think you and Joe had some words uh, during that time. Uh, how was your day and uh, what would you think?
1: That oh, was a great day. You know, it started with uh, us alumni. I think there was 70 uh, Jets legends there getting announced and being out there with the tunnel, you know, giving high fives to the players, talking with Joe Namath and uh, just talking about you know what it would have been nice to uh, have a win uh, versus Miami it's been a while and uh certainly you know it happened and a uh, great win for Jets players Jets fans and uh, a lot to talk about tonight
0: yeah Braylon Edwards put out a tweet yesterday i think it was where he was just counting the counting his blessings just loving how the Jets treated him um telling yeah. the world that Jets organization treats him better than you know, any other team or even college he mentioned. So he really loved it. Did you, did you happen to see Braylon? Yeah. I talked to all those guys.
1: I mean, like I said, there was a bunch of them.
0: Um, it
1: was great. I mean, some of the guys I haven't seen in forever. I remember uh, one guy. So I haven't seen since my rookie year. Um, no one probably, I don't remember, but Dexter Carter. Uh, he was I remember, yeah, I remember course, Dexter Carter. And yeah. I said to him, like, you know, this is a meaningful conversation. I said, do you remember my rookie year, first game, you took me to the Mond Venus strip joint. No. <laughs> I said, I spent my per diem in like 15 minutes. You took me there. And I said, I'll always remember that you took me there. I was a young guy. And uh, this guys like that I haven't seen in a while. And certainly talk with Joe and, and the other Ring of Honor guys. Uh, it was just a perfect start to the day. And watching the clock go to triple zero with a
0: 40-17 win was kind of just uh, you know, icing on the cake. Yeah, listen, folks. If you don't know Mons Venus, it is a world-renowned establishment in Tampa. Very classy. Uh, Yes, it's it's world-renowned. It's classy. It's uh, customer-friendly, shall we say?
1: Yes, they um they're very friendly. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
0: they they got one or two rules, and they're stern, but not too many rules. Just one or two. Anyway, a lot of athletes, a lot of famous people have been through. (laughs) <laughs> um, i've been i've been fortunate myself once on one glorious occasion but yeah for 40 i mean it was a close game all the way throughout and uh you know some jets fans were a little disappointed at in that that they didn't put the gas of uh, the pedal the gas pedal all the way down but listen folks this is the nfl you know there's going to be close games this miami team is good i know bridgewater was knocked out on the first play Great schemed up play, uh solid Ulbrick for over the last two weeks since uh Cincy. It, the the game plan I didn't like, they have been tremendous. I think they found their identity, their DNA defensively, and it starts with the coverage. They are their coverage is tremendous. Uh and it started with that sauce cat blitz off the corner.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I was talking to LC today uh, on a on a podcast, and I said two tough goals. Um, on pass interference, I didn't think either one was a pass interference. LC said one was, yeah. I, I think one. If, one if the ones on our sideline, they don't call it, but since yeah. it was right in front of the Dolphins' bench, they're yelling for the flag and getting on the rest. And they called it so questionable, but yeah. um, you know, you got to be able to play through it,
0: yeah. Those are the Dolphins' biggest plays, right? I mean, yeah. The sauce one, I would say, was not DJ Reed. I would say it was not Michael Carter, was in a great spot. It the only thing they got in his way is he grabbed the jersey, like yeah. hand on hip was right cool. there, it was perfect. But he grabbed the jersey that kind of made it made the ref throw it. But again, great coverage. It, the game plan was obvious they were going to force Miami to run the ball, yeah. and they were too deep, they were very soft. And you're going to do that with Waddle and Tyreek Hill. And McDaniel's job, McDaniel's job is right there, is to is to run the ball and force the defense to change. He did it to some effectiveness, you know, in the middle of the game, but it wasn't enough. And for that, I think the Jets' game plan was perfect.
1: Yeah, Ben, but don't break. Oh, yeah, don't give up the big play, and make him run. Yeah, they were, you know, running the ball. Okay, how about us? Five yeah. rushing touchdowns. Yep. Was the last time we did that by what three different guys? Zach. Um, Carter, Brees. Brees. Yeah, I mean, it's tremendous. Um, exciting. I wanted. There's a bunch of questions. Yep. Uh, you know, one, how did it feel to be in our tribal Dolphins? Obviously, what is it, 12? Oh, and 12 in the last AFC East games?
0: I think it was 12 straight, yes.
1: Yeah. So that's massive. Um, in, uh, oh, we're talking about the... Um, The hurricane down to Florida. Yes. You know, whoever was down there, you know, hopefully you uh, made it, made it out. All right. Um, Vin, Vinid, can you please elaborate on the O-line? And if you think we should keep AVT at right tackle
0: permanently, what do you think? It's one of those things where, you know, I've I've thought AVT is their best player. He just, he's no nonsense. He never makes a peep. You know, you like that at your lineman and he's the modern day offensive version of Joe Klecko in my mind. Right. But I would not try to keep him at right tackle. His ceiling is so much higher at guard and guard is not. I know people look at tackle and say it's a much more valuable position than guard, but that's not really the case anymore. Like It's pretty even. So I think perfect scenario guard and then you have a guy, an all pro guard who could play tackle if you ever need it. That's the perfect world. Hey, was
1: Dwayne Brown, he played the whole game? Yeah, he played he at left tackle. Out. I mean, I didn't hear any penalties on him. I didn't hear any he gave up this or that, so I'm assuming he had
0: a great game. Yeah, he was solid. He was pretty he solid. Rolled. And then ABT at right tackle, that was the one position. I don't know if he, – he hasn't played center either, but he right tackle, he said it during the week, that was the one position he's never played, and he played it yeah. flawlessly. Didn't give up a pressure. You know, solid in the run game was just tremendous. Gotcha. Uh, Legend killer who's always
1: on – Anyone else think Devonte Adams gets suspended? So when the Jets beat them no. next week, all the pundits can make that their excuse. I don't know. I, th- I saw he pushed the cameraman. I don't know what they're going to do. I'd be happy, you know. Uh, you know. You know. I don't, I don't, you know uh, hopefully he doesn't. But um,
0: I think Blenjan can't kill the Packers anymore. So. Yeah, he's still thinking Devontae. He's still thinking Devontae with Green yeah. Bay. But whatever. I don't. I don't think he should get fined. Um,
1: yeah, talking about, you know, Jets, uh, the media always saying coming up with excuses um, for they're coming up for with the, with the Jets win, mm-hmm. uh, that this is hurt and they're hurt and all these different uh, excuses. Yeah, that's what they're going to come up with. Um, yeah, we had two games. Maybe we shouldn't have won, but we did. Uh, There's no doubt uh, that we won this game last week and dominated it. So if the media is going to keep doubting them, you know what? There's no pressure for the Jets. You know, everybody has a target on their back. We don't. So um, I'm,
0: I'm glad for it. Yeah. Eagle Fang says taking a day by day, cleaning up the debris for two weeks and you now without power for one week. Um, That's crazy, man. But all is well. And by the way, I think it's Eagle Fang. Eagle Fang, confirm this. You were the guy who beat me in the JetX fan fantasy football league last year in the playoffs, right? Really? Yeah. In the semifinals. I'm not in the league this year. It was just too much, but. If you are that guy, I'm still I'm still glad you're okay with the hurricane, but that did pop into my mind. I gotta be honest, dude.
1: You no, know, this is a weird question from Joe Campanelli, Wayne. What was it like playing against Romanowski in the AFC Championship game? That dude must have had some good vitamins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> questionable vitamin regimen. Listen, today at lunch, I was talking to some guys, and we're talking about um, concussions. And, and and late hits mostly about the late hits um and the roughing the quarterbacks which we'll we can get into that yep. and i said yeah you know as far as if i played these days i mean they can only hit you but no the below the neck above the knee where back when i played i said roman Askey, he would just like hit you in the ear hole like elbow you in the ear hole when the play was on the other side play was over and you can't hit defenseless players now and it brought up roman Askey's name so yeah he was a uh, Different kind of animal. Uh, I didn't like the way he played the game. But, yeah, he was, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> a little crazy out there. And, you, you know, for what you said, that might be the reason.
0: Yeah, Romanowski, like you said, he was a, he was a different breed for sure.
1: Yeah, he was um,
0: saying, keys to Green
1: Bay, getting Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers' face, stop Jones in an offense bounce. Attack no turnovers, yes. Another bend, don't break, don't give up the big plays. But I would take So Reed and Michael Carter versus Lazard and Dubes and Tanyan. So uh, we can stop those two running backs. We have a great chance on the road at Green Bay.
0: Yeah. And I just talked about the defensive game plan with the Jets. The offensive game plan, the floor knew what the Dolphins were going to do. They were going to stack the box, play extremely yeah. aggressive beyond their toes. And that's what they did. So the, three, the first three first downs, he threw the ball. If you track the rushing, the first five rushing plays, they only got 12 yards. Then that four series started, and boom, on first down, 79-yard play-action wheel to Brees Hall, which really changed everything because that was the play where Lafleur said enough. Play straight up against us. You can't play this aggressive. We're going to burn you. And with guys like Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, they could get that done now. And immediately after that, they started running five yards a pop. So, tip of the cap to LaFleur, by the way. I think the Jets' offense could have really good success in Green Bay. Listen, I said that um, about the play calling. Yeah. It's
1: been all right. But, you know, that wheel route. Yeah. He's called good plays this year. But situationally, in the last two weeks, it's been better. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just setting up the run with the pass and the play action and just the way he's done it in certain places on the field. Uh, I gave the coaching an a, um, you know, the way Sal was fired up and got his guys rallied uh, and everything they did, offense and defense. You can't you can't not give them an A, uh, maybe an A plus because of the win. So the uh, floor's coming along and he's yeah. got his boy, Zach Wilson, in the mix and then opens up the playbook. Uh, a lot bigger than when they had uh, Flacco. And you could see, you know, after the game, you know, doing the tailgate American dream and they're like, is Zach Wilson? The guy I had more than one person. I'm like, yes. Mm. What are you thinking? I'm like, he hasn't played in a dozen games. That's it. What he's doing so far, just give the kid a break and their whole offense is skill position is First and second year guys. I mean, these guys are good and they're going to get a lot better over
0: the next handful of years. Yeah, I agree. Zach Wilson has everything it takes. Uh, Everything you need out of a franchise quarterback: arm strength to get it twenty yard out. Uh, Those plays is not a lot of. I mean, not every NFL quarterback can make those plays. Eagle Fang did confirm he was the guy that knocked me off in the semifinals last year. Damn you, Eagle Fang! It was a big league too. Sixteen, no, eighteen teams. It was an absurdly big league. I think they cut it down to sixteen now. Got to. Got. But yeah, Zach Wilson, uh, Zach Wilson. be excited about him. He's got everything that you need in this league. There was another creature, uh by Rich Debo Serious question. Who
1: in the entire NFL would you take for the top three DBs over Sauce Reed and Michael Carter in the slot?
0: Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to think who has three good. Um, I'll tell you right now. The Jets are in the top five, in yeah. my view. Because Sauce... And people are still going to be cautious because he's a rookie, right. but to me, he's a Pro Bowl corner already. Like he's just that yeah. talented. Yeah, uh, and you know what? We, we we're looking at that. We're talking about Sauce. We have
1: the three, three probably the best five best um um rookies in the in the from the draft with Garrett and Breeze and Sauce. Close. You you might be looking at. One and two for offense rookie of the year and number one for defense rookie of the year. Absolutely. Do we give credits to Joe Douglas
0: yet? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, for those who wanted Joe Douglas, you know, his uh, head on a stick just three weeks ago, I think you may want to hold off on that because this guy did it the right way. And that's the key. I know as fans, you don't want to be patient or hear patience or hear culture, but when you drafted so poorly, like like they did over the last 10 years, it's the only way to do it. You can't go crazy in free agency. You got to build a young nucleus. And to your point, Wayne, they have, how many young guys do they have who are going to develop together? It, that's what the NFL is now. It's It's like a... It's like a big boy collegiate program sometimes if you do it this way. You know, you look at the Cowboys of the early 90s, Jimmy Johnson, college coach coming in, it's kind of the same vibe. So they get a lot of talent.
1: Yeah. Um, Listen, you look at this year's draft, um, but you look at what Joe Douglas did and getting picks for Sam Darnold and Jamal Adams. And for those picks, you got yourself Garrett Wilson and Vera Tucker for those Jamal picks. And, you know, you're talking last year about, you know, Vera Tucker and Zach, you know, what about Elijah? What about Michael yeah. Carter, II? second, what about you I mean? There's tons of guys in these last two drafts that are staples of this team for the next five to 10 years. So Joe mm-hmm. Douglas deserves a lot of credit. Um, what is your feeling? Like I said, going to green Bay, um, coming off a trip from London on a, you know, shorter week. Um, I think that adds into, you know, the equation a little bit, you know, with them, uh, having that long trip home.
0: Yeah, it does. And, you know, you brought it up or someone brought it up earlier, all the excuses the media is making, like, you know, the Jets played a third string quarterback, they beat, uh, Brissette, the third string quarterback, and then they lost to, the two elite quarterbacks in Burrow and Lamar Jackson. Hey, the jets had Flacco for three of the five. They only had their starting quarterback for two of the five. Right. And the last two opponents, each opponent had 10 days rest, right? They played the Thursday night game coming in. And that's not, not in the, that's a thing you haven't been hearing. The jets top four offensive tackles have been out too, until Dwayne Brown got back. So, it's football. There are a lot of variables. So to, yeah. to ever make it black and white, like they're just getting lucky, doesn't work that way. And it's not working that way for the Giants either, by the way, whose right. coaching staff is legit. Yeah. So you are what your record says you are, is a, a big tuna, once said. Yeah, they were saying that on the radio today.
1: Uh Legend Kill says about Sauce, I'm not saying he's Revis yet, but I think he's further ahead than Revis was his rookie year. I don't remember. It's possible. Rebus is a rookie, but Sauce... He he kind of took the torch and was like, I'm ready to play. I'm ready to do this and that. So, uh, got to hand it to him. Look, this was a great play call.
0: Yeah, it, it's possible with Sauce. I remember Rebus's rookie year. Um, he didn't start establishing himself. He was more under the radar because he was like 19, 18th overall, 16 late teens. By the end of the year, he was a stud. Um, I don't think he made the Pro Bowl that first year either. It just wasn't until the second year. Sauce may be ahead after five games, but yeah, this play. Look at this disrespect. Single high press. Like, I mean, single high press. And then this is the key to me put the tight end end because you got one, two, three versus one, two, three. And then you put the tight end in a sifting motion, flashing motion. That screws up the responsibilities here, pretty much. They're on their toes, on their toes, on their toes, gone. Oh, he got picked by his own guy. But you see that outside corner?
1: His nose is on the receivers. He this the guy in, uh, on out yeah, down here. Yeah, he's not thinking about anything else. Nope, nothing um, else.
0: And well, Corey's trying is, to run here. What
1: was the down and distance here? First down.
0: Yeah, this was a bl- a great play call. Great play call um, because this is disrespectful too. Press press with just one deep safety. I mean, they're yeah. basically playing three linebackers with this safety here. Yeah. So. Hit him where it hurts, and then from this point on, if you track the play-by-play, they ran the ball great after this.
1: Watch, watch Braxton try to pull him into yeah. the hands
0: on here. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't know. Like, he's oh. just trying to
1: get on the guy,
0: yeah. and he goes crazy. Look at him!
1: Oh, hit him in the head right there. Can we can we talk about Braxton Burrow's finally yeah. getting a jet sweep? And you know, I know getting in the pylon. He was down for a while. I think they said he got the wind knocked out of him, but he deserves it, man. He's blocking, he's returning to kickoffs and punts, and uh, not an easy thing to do. Return punts, I did it for a year. I was terrible, Mm -hmm. Uh, but he deserved a a touchdown. And just you, hey, and we had a Jeff Smith sighting.
0: (laughs) We did. That's right.
1: That that guy. That's a six receiver in in the mix. So uh, yeah, Zach's got his choice of weapons, and um, he's. He's finding all of them. Um, I mean, just it's so nice to have him back. And for anybody who thinks he is in the quarterback of the future, um, they want Mike White or Strever or Flacco or whatever. You know, you're you're kidding yourself that they're ever going to be back in as long as Zach's healthy.
0: A hundred percent. I mean, and, and if you look at Zach's game, okay, he didn't light up the world, but part of being a quarterback is understanding the situation. And the situation of this game called for a game manager type situation. He was efficient. Right. He, and the other thing, he was good. Unlike Pittsburgh, he was good in the short passing game. He placed it in the right spot. Even on a couple spots, he placed it to the inside shoulder of the target to get him up the field and running. So I thought he was, I thought he was quietly really good this week. Who are you talking about? Zach. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, he's not a game manager. I mean, no, no, no. I'm just saying for this game, it felt that way. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it was the right, it was the right move. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Different games, you know, different. Different things he's going to have to do. Um,
0: yeah, playoffs, he's not a game manager. No.
1: No, culture changing guys. We are playing competitive games. I mentioned this. We are playing meaningful football in October and it's been a while. Yes. You know what I mean? This is, uh, we're three and two, um, have some winnable games and some, going to be tough what we could win, but it's been a decade since we're going into like, you know, The second quarter of the season, you know, with playoff aspirations and not saying, oh, we're going to start riding this thing out. So, yeah, we're playing meaningful football
0: and hopefully that continues to November. Yeah, I thought Zach was great because the situation called for him to be efficient and not take high risks. And that's what he did. Yeah. Um, Here's Sauce's pick, by the way. See, see See how lag they are. This was the game plan. Play really loose, keep everything in front. Sauce brakes on it. Good pressure. I think it was JFM who got the pressure. Yeah. He drove on it. Yeah. It hung up a little
1: bit. Hung if, up a they, little. if they do that on these out routes, forget about you it. You see me going like this. I hurt my damn neck stretching today. <laughs> I'm getting old, dude. <laughs> God, damn. Uh, <laughs> what else did I, what else did I see on here? Um, yeah. Uh, we were ranked 30, number 32 and 33 in preseason power rankings. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we're in the teens now. But remember yeah. what I said going into the season. Some asshole said the Jets will be lucky to win one game in the first ten games. Um, that was what people were feeling. You keeping that guy unnamed? He, listen, I'm gonna write him a letter when it's <laughs> when it's time. <laughs> hey, listen, there was many more who said. I mean, the Vegas over under was four games. Yep. Not saying that you know they're going to win twenty, I mean ten, but uh, you know where they where they are now, I think they believe they could be there. It's only three wins. I understand that Jets fans, but like I said, they're competitive. Um, they had some tough losses and they've had some good wins,
0: and I think it, we have a chance to continue that at Green Bay this week. Let's see. Hey guys, what do you think about the Jets' chances? I think we already did this one against the Packers. Also, the Giants. We did that one already. Um, what do you guys think about uh, slowing up? Uh, someone mentioned uh, Elijah Moore in the slot, and uh, um, Garrett Wilson's playing more in the slot, and I could see why because his route running is tremendous. He's really doing a good job. What do you what do you think about Moore and Wilson in the slot?
1: Either way, I mean they could both they could both play inside outside, um, and, and that's a gift to, to have that flexibility. Um, but you know, and then they're dropping Brees Hole. I mean, they everybody's interchangeable in that system. I mean, you could flex out the tight ends, you could put Carter in in the slot. I mean LaFleur has his pick of who he wants to get the ball to. And the way that Zach is making his reads, that he's not just predetermined who's getting the ball, uh, makes everybody uh, you know, eligible to, to get
0: the ball on and any down. Zach reminds me of Brett Favre. What do you think of that comparison? Um, you could say they're both gunslingers,
1: but I think Zach's a lot more you know, careful with the ball. Maybe he had some batter and deceptions in the beginning of last year, but the end of last year and this year, listen, he's going to take his chances. I said one of these plays was in, for eight in the beginning. He rolled out and he had the high and he had the low and he could have took the easy one or forced it uh, mm-hmm. to the corner out, and he just took the short shot to the to the underneath guy, got the first down, where last year I think he was trying to squeeze that in and to make yeah. the fancy throw and the tough throw. So he's learning, and, and, and the more he learns, it, it's going to get scary how, uh, how talented he is and, and how much success he's going to have.
0: Yeah, if I look at the two Packers quarterbacks, Farvin Rodgers – Right. I'd see Wilson much more as a Rogers, like different arm angles, different platforms, more efficient with the ball in terms of his ceiling. People are, Oh, I'm not even talk about that. <laughs> well, what, what was it? Let me, let me try to find it. I don't it
1: talk about other uh, media personalities. Like I this, said, I'm not going to mention what people are saying. I'm not going to mention the one I'm talking.
0: Uh, okay. These to someone, names even in even the comments. Called. Well,
1: maybe I mentioned it. I think maybe Notre Dame I it the first time. Notre Dame. Uh, what? Notre Dame. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, receipts. Yes. I, I, um, I tweeted out Monday a picture of Braxton Barris that said win. And mm-hmm. I said, you know, congrats to Coach Sala and the squad. Um, hashtag taking receipts, mm-hmm. and hashtag victory Monday. Yes. He, uh, he made the comment, Coach Sala. Um, he fired up his team. Um, not that they didn't need that but he showed the passion for his team and that he believed in them and they responded to it, you know, amongst other reasons. But, yeah, you want to know that your, your head coach believes in you. And he showed that and his passion, man, is great. I, I said I played for Parcells and um, Herm was my best years. And I was just going to bring up Herm. Yeah, the 2002 different.
0: season, you play to win the game. It's cor- It's kind of a correlation there if this season turns out that way. Yeah,
1: you, you, I mean they're both good motivators in, in different ways, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but uh, you know, Co Sal, he has got his own thing. He's fired up. He's pumping the fists. He's getting his his uh, coach. fired up—not just the players. And um, like I said, they responded to it. And look, they're three and two, and going into a, you know a big game uh, this week, and they got their first AAC East win last week, so. Listen, I'm happy to be a, a ex-Jet and a, and a Jet fan at this point in season.
0: How do you feel about the play of the Jets tight end so far this year?
1: Um, You know what? I was looking at ESPN, um, the statistical leaders. I was just curious where our guys were. And just looking at amount of catches, um, I didn't know that Tom uh, Conklin has like 15, 16 catches or something yeah. like that. Yeah, Normally he's up there. Big catches, but... You know, uh, he made some good plays. I think they need to get them more involved in the red zone, um, just to add that you know to the to the middle of the field. Um, but they're they're blocking well. I mean, you don't get five rushing touchdowns if the tight ends aren't blocking well. So yeah, I mean, they're both talented, and they should get the ball more. Him and
0: uh, Azuma. Yeah, I was looking at their formations this year, and they're playing a lot of three receiver sets. And that's what's hurt Azuma. You know, some fans are wondering, "Wait, hey, where's Azuma? You know, LaFleur loves his two tight end sets and he still use them, uses them, but how do you keep, you know, those three receivers off the field? And that even doesn't even include Barrios. So you're going to have to play three receivers a lot. Yeah. So
1: there's um, Steven Rosiak. Hey, guys, do you think Elijah Moore will become disgruntled with the lack of passes seeing that? Um, Reese and Garrett Wilson and Cordes have been getting the majority. No, he went of the Yeah, everybody yeah. wants the ball, everybody's gonna kind of feel that way. You can't have it enough, uh, but he'll make his plays. Um, like I said, the floor is, is gonna get to the best matchup. That's where the who they're gonna go after. And, and Elijah, like I said, can go inside or outside, he's gonna make his fair share of plays. They all are, you know, we're talking about this question now. Well, on this podcast next week, this time, we could be saying that uh, Elijah Moore had the best game as a receiver versus agreement. So, yeah, I don't think five.
0: Yeah, as long as they're winning, no way. And I don't think he's that type of person. No. If he was, Joe Douglas wouldn't have brought him in. Let's put it that way.
1: Um, Andrew Yakos, how about the young defense? Michael Clemens, your evaluation? I haven't seen Michael Clemens. And when you're at the game, you don't really. The it's names tough. The most, how is yeah, and ball?
0: you don't get the replay, you know, so it's tough. Clemens has been solid. He he hasn't really been on the field all that much because they're just loaded up front. They have so many guys. Um, but for his, you know, fourth round pick, mid-round pick, he's been pretty good. I, he was good during the summer. He was good in camp. He's the scariest guy in the team, I think. Him and Lawson. I mean, geez, if I'm if I'm going out on the town, I'm bringing those two. One on the left, one on the right. I'll tell you that. Yeah, so... Listen,
1: another draft pick. Yeah, you know what I mean. So a lot to be excited about. Um, if there's any more questions, oh yeah, people, people. I mean, ten people have commented who I was talking about.
0: Yeah, these, I don't these mention, detectives.
1: Yeah, I don't mention. You know, people. You know, people have their opinions. I won't mention it because I don't want to give the guy any credit for
0: even being a personality if he's any. You know what yeah. I mean? Don't and worry. He's, not, he's, getting he's getting. not it. alone. He's not he's alone. He's taking there. it on Twitter right now from Jets Twitter. So don't worry. Yeah. He's getting Look at, um, you know, every week, last two weeks,
1: this is 10, 12 um, experts on who's going to win their games and what's the score is. And yep. uh, 12-12, Pittsburgh's going to win versus the Jets. 12-12, Dolphins, you know, versus the Jets. It's just how it's going to be um some people are more harsh critics of the Jets and, and some aren't um so I think at some point hopefully we could prove them wrong less than three and two is going to prove these guys wrong but um you know get down to you know five and two six and two seven and three I mean and you were becoming a playoff potential candidate then I think these people are going to start saying hey I was wrong hopefully
0: yeah, and, and some people, this is unfortunate, but some people just do it because they know it's New York and they know Jets fans are passionate and they'll overreact to it. So yeah, well listen, once they start people, winning... You guys are
1: trolls. Like there's, there's, yeah. So you guys know, there's some questions in here that are just trolls. They B- want me to make a comment on this and that and and, and I won't. <laughs> uh, I've been, you know, jet for 27 years. Social media didn't exist when I played it early. But I get people say comments all the time about me or about my team or about my family, about anything. And I, you can say all you want. I'm never going to comment on it or fire back at you. But uh, it's just what this world is made of. Haters. Um, people are going to hate on our Jets. But for you true Jet fans, you know, we know you care and, and, and all that matters is you guys and, and the players on the field.
0: Yep, and we'll end it on this one, Wayne. I probably not because you've you've talked about him a lot in the past. But any Bill Parcells stories we may not know about? And he says thanks for doing this. Thanks, AC, for the question. <laughs> There's plenty of stories. I'm trying to think about
1: something that you know compares to uh to today. Uh, essentially, the biggest thing. What was Parcells' quote about? You are what your record
0: says you yeah, are. Yeah, you you are what your record says you are. Yeah. So so
1: the thing with Parcells about it is I always said that when you lost a game like the Ravens and you're walking around and, you know, you're up against a little he'd be like, hey, we're going to be fine. We'll get them. And <laughs> I told you. And then after this game, the big win versus Dolphins, you'd be like, hey, coach, what's going on? I'd be like, hey, what are you so happy about? Like, yeah, all right, shit, we won, but like. High or low, right in the middle, didn't way too high, too low. So that's a parcel story. That's how he was. He motivated you. And, and I think uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember after the 97 season when you guys first made the playoffs and then came back for 98, he had t-shirts made up for you guys. And I oh, forgot there was a slogan, but I forgot what it was, and it was just a kick-in-the-ass type thing, like, hey, you haven't yeah. proved anything yet. Something yeah. in that mold. So I wish I could remember, but yeah, he was a master at that. So a
1: great show. Appreciate the comments. I love the live, the live shows everybody can get their say and uh, answer what actually people want to hear. Um, so looking forward to
0: a big win and hopefully Are, a great show next week. I, w- I am not going to green Bay this Sunday. So maybe we'll, we'll talk off the air, but maybe we'll do one at, immediately after the game. If, okay. if we're both around. All right. Again, thank you um tell them with the promos and everything jetsexfactor.com folks use discount code 80 get a discount and a 8x10 signed wayne crabet autograph picture there are four options one with the classic green helmet everyone loves and three with the white white helmet yeah. none with the black unfortunately you didn't get the black but the, we're gonna see the black pretty soon yeah so uh
1: yeah like uh, thank you robbie Great show and yep. look forward to talking to you next week.
0: Absolutely. Like and share this video, guys, and uh, give us a five star review on iTunes. We appreciate you. The Jets are three and two. If they go to four and two next week, oh boy, all bets are off. We'll catch you next time.